0: Can't live without water. We can live without gold, but not without water. So that is the reason we're here and we stand up.
1: Mm-hmm. So that a mining company based in Collins Street in Melbourne could, you know, purely seek to profit out of suing one of the poorest countries on earth for three hundred million dollars, which is about five percent of their GDP, and it probably represents about half their schools budget for the year.
0: They just stood in the country for 300 million dollars. And this is just because they haven't got no permission to give the put the miners in there. This is unfair. The pollution, the situation with the miners is not proper for the people. <laughs>
2: Unfortunately, our government has signed off to ISDS legislation, the same ISDS legislation which this company is using to sue the government of El Salvador.
3: Welcome to Earth Matters. I'm Michaela, and this week we'll be taking a look at yet another case of corporate interests versus the protection of public health and the environment. Melbourne-based mining company Oceana Gold is suing El Salvador for around 300 million US dollars in lost profits after the country rejected their environmental impact statement and refused permission to reopen the El Dorado gold mine at the head of El Salvador's largest river. It is a shocking example of how so-called free trade and investment agreements have and are continuing to establish a global corporate supremacy at all costs. As the recently signed Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement goes before the Australian Parliament before being ratified, it's an important time to look at the kind of cases that are in store if this trade deal goes ahead. El Salvador, with a population of 6 million people, is one of the smallest and most densely populated countries in Central America. And after a period of rapid urbanisation and industrialisation in the 90s, it's also one of the most environmentally degraded countries in Latin America, with over 90% of its surface water contaminated with industrial chemicals. And there are vast quantities of gold in El Salvador. And in order to recover these, mining companies use cyanide and vast amounts of water to leach out the particles of gold from the ore. The average metallic mine uses around 24,000 gallons of water per day, which is about what a typical Salvadorian family consumes in around 20 years. For the last several years, metal mining has been banned in El Salvador by presidential decree, and citizen groups are now working to enact a permanent nationwide ban. In the 90s, Canadian company Pacific Rim had a hand in drafting mining laws, which were intended to make El Salvador more receptive to mining. In 2002, they were granted an exploration permit. The company then discovered a very rich deposit of gold on the headwaters of the Lempa River in Cabanas. And the Lempa is El Salvador's longest river, which supplies... About half the country's water and supports subsistence living through agriculture and fishing. The company's environmental impact statement was rejected and then were refused permission to mine there. Pacific Rim then began a legal case initially under the Free Trade Agreement and then later under the country's investment laws. But two years into this legal case, Pacific Rim went bankrupt. Then, Australian company Oceana Gold bought Pacific Rim and now they are trying to profit from their legal case against the El Salvadorian government. First up, we'll hear from Santos Aquilera, who I met at a protest at Oceana Gold's office on Collins Street in Melbourne on Friday the 26th of March. Firstly, could you introduce yourself and tell me what you're up to down here at the Oceana Gold office today?
0: Oh, well, uh, my name is Santos Aguilera. I come from El Salvador. And um, I'm actually, i you know from the place they, they call San Vicente. It's in west of the country. And I'm here to Oceania Gold to just get the protest for the host oceana goal is put in the minus and so my country for a 300 million dollars and um, that is a lot of money we can use from the is in total for the education and for the entire country for the children my country is the poorest country maybe in Central America and still they just study the country for 300 million dollars and this it's just because they haven't got no permission to give it the put the miners in there. This is unfair. The pollution, the situation with the miners is not proper for the people in there. So that's the reason we them right in here. And um, we're using the water for living and watching and drinking. And they get the pollution and they get a signal for the people and children... Just because Oceania Gold is watching all the dirty scene in there, and um, we haven't got no money, and we don't deserve that. The country been suffering more. They need help. No destroying, especially the river when they get the pollution. You can see the water. you can see the rusty water. How people? How the children going to use the water for drink? Do for water for. Washing her clothes, like getting a shower, and everything. And I think they have to stop the pollution. No, even the gold. That's a matter of gold. This is the health. That's the important thing for the most of the people. And um, they have been pollution the water. And what about the people? They coming sick and no helping so that is the reason we. Every end of the month, we hear all the time.
3: And so, has El Salvador stopped the company from mining at the moment? Uh, they yes. They didn't give it the permission for the put the mines
0: from the moment, and so that's just, they sued in the country just because they didn't have the permission to put the mines. But still, they there, and still they had the pollution water in there. So, it's something like a. It's like killing the country, killing the river, poison the water. It's like poisoning poison everyone. So that is no good. No good for anyone, any country, I think.
3: You're listening to Earth Matters across the country on the Community Radio Network. And that was Santos Aguilera from El Salvador, speaking at a protest at the Oceana Gold Office on Collins Street in Melbourne. This was part of monthly actions organised by the Maritime Union of Australia since 2013. Let's hear some excerpts from some of the speeches on the day and this opens with Victorian branch member Kevin Bracken.
2: Our government has signed off to ISDS legislation, the same ISDS legislation which this company is using to sue the government of El Salvador in the free trade agreements with China, Korea, Japan, and also the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, which includes another 12 nations. What effectively they've done to secure some trade rights, they've sold the ability of this country's governments, future governments, to legislate in the best interests of the people of this country. So you won't read about it in the Herald Sun. Or the mainstream media, because they're all part and parcel of the corporate takeover. Where very few people have got their stouts in the trough, and they're being paid for by the people, by the majority of the people in this country. Yes, we're being treated like bugs by the government and by the mainstream media, and that's why we've got to get out here and let people know that not everything's all right, that there is rotten things going on, and we're being uh, these things are being taken by stealth of us. But I'd like to hand over to our next speaker, Andrew Morrison, from the Philippines Australia Solidarity Association, because um, Oceana Gold also has a uh, mine that operates in the Philippines.
4: Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I'd like to uh, start by uh, paying my respects to the traditional owners of this land, the Wiridjuri people of the Kulin Nations. Um, As Kevin mentioned, uh, Oceana Gold has a, a mine in the Philippines, It's in a place called Didipio, in the the middle north and northern part of the main island of the Philippines. And what what they're doing there is causing terrible suffering to the people who live in the vicinity of the mine. People have been displaced. Human rights abuses have been committed, including murders. Uh, Oceana Gold are are refusing to pay their fair share of taxes to the local people and to the national government. I won't go on. It's a, it's a familiar story, and I'm sure you've all heard that that kind of a story in all different places in the world where these kind of mining operations are set up. Make, make sure people in Australia know what this company is doing in El Salvador and in the, in the Philippines. And uh, so, at least in the Philippines, we, we can ask them to clean up their act. It's a metaphor. They can clean up their act in El Salvador as well. They can stop trying to rip the El Salvador government off through this dirty, dirty trick of the investor-state Dispute Settlement. So, I, I'd just like to call for us to get, have a little bit of a chant. Oceana Gold, clean up your act. Oceana Gold, clean up clean your act. Oceana Gold, clean up your act. Gold, clean up your act. Thanks a lot, Andrew. And i will just like to okay. hand over to our next
5: speaker,
2: uh,
6: Bishop Elton Deacon. This one particularly I find um, attention-seeking in the extreme. I've been to El Salvador a few times, and I've seen the stinking rivers where the mines are that this company helps to finance. And they're yellow, like those yellow strips out there. That's the colour of them. And I walked along one river. It wasn't a big river. not like the era. About as big as Merry Creek when it's in flood. And... And you, I walked along it for about a kilometre and with, with a couple of companions and on both sides of that creek there had been hundreds of poor people's huts that had been there maybe for a hundred years. And there's not a, single, not a single hut there now. They all had to leave because they couldn't drink the water. They had nothing to cook with. They had nothing to wash with and and the the, the waterway stinks. And it's not just that one. There are dozens of others because the arsenic and all the other stuff they use to get the gold out of the ore gets pushed up and sent into these waterways. And this place, this firm, Australian owned and all the rest of it, is a major factor in this happening in, in El Salvador. We do this today to keep this issue alive. Let's keep on talking about it. you read what's handed out here? It, it's crazy. It's mad. And unfortunately, it's being done in our main. I hope, I really do hope that somehow something good can come out of this. So let's keep at it. As Andrew said Oceania Gold. Have your Oceania Gold. Have your Oceania Gold. Oceania Gold. Good on you, mate.
2: Thanks a lot, Bishop. So, and one thing is that the uh, Bishop's Conference has called three times for a complete ban on metalliferous mining in El Salvador. Eventually, it was adopted by the El Salvadoran government in 2009. So I just wonder how a company like this, if they win their case... How are they going to celebrate? Well, they broke open the champagne. They've just got $300 million from one of the poorest countries on earth. That They might have to close half the schools down in there. Will that be what they're toasting? I think it's immoral. And I think it's immoral too that people aren't concerned themselves enough with what's going on here. And I thank all the members here who have come along. And I'm very proud of our union that we are supporting for justice issues, issues that don't directly concern us. But the thing is, it's not right, and we're having something to say about it. So congratulations to everyone here, and we'll see you back here next month. Thanks very much. Oceana Gold! Oceana Gold! Oceana Gold! Have a a look at yourselves.
4: Water ain't safe no. no more.
3: Earth Matters, heard across the land on the Community Radio Network. I'm Michaela Stubbs, and today we're taking a look at the Australian mining company Oceana Gold, who are suing one of the poorest countries, El Salvador, for more than $300 million after an application to operate a gold mine at the head of the country's biggest river was rejected in order to protect the country's scarce drinking water. As one of the longest-running investor state dispute settlement cases, after almost seven years, the World Bank has still not released a verdict. To give us more detail on the case and tell us about how Australia could face similar cases if the recently signed Trans Pacific Partnership Agreement gets passed by the Cabinet this year, is Kevin Bracken from the Maritime Union of Australia, who is a tireless campaigner on environmental and social justice issues. <coughs> Tell us a little bit about how you first got involved with this case of Oceana Gold in El Salvador.
1: I was asked to go to an international fact-finding mission in 2013 in El Salvador. as part of our continued association with El Salvador. And um, that's where I went and visited the mine where they want to um, operate in San Sebastian. We were asked at the time to give international support against uh, Pacific Rim, which was a Canadian company, which had taken legal action to sue the government of El Salvador because they didn't give them a, um, a uh, permit to um, operate the mine. And I've been sort of campaigning Well, you know, The MUA's been campaigning over this issue for probably the last two and a half years or longer. Pacific Rim was given an exploration um, permit for the mine. They were never given a mining permit. There's a lot of renal kidney problems in um, El Salvador and it's caused through um, the arsenic and other heavy metals which are in the water supply from earlier mining operations there um, and there were such a, a, um, objections from the local communities because the mines had caused um, such pollution in El Salvador that in um, 2009 the government of El Salvador banned all metalliferous mining and no mining permits have been um, granted since that time and that was the action that's caused um, Pacific Rim, and now it's been bought out by Oceana Gold to sue the, to sue the um, El Salvadorian government.
3: Mm. And so when did uh, Oceana Gold buy uh, Pacific Rim?
1: Um, Pacific Rim had initiated a legal action. First of all, they tried to use the ISDS, the Investor State Dispute uh, Settlement Procedures in the um, CAFTA, the Central American Free Trade Agreement. They weren't able to do it, and then they found an investment law which had been put in by an earlier right-wing government in El Salvador, and through that they sued um, the El Salvadorian government in a tribunal in the World Bank. So that that has already started, um, but the problem with Pacific Rim was virtually bankrupt. It hadn't done an AGM in two years, and it was brought out by Oceana Gold, which is a Melbourne-based mining company. in September 2013. So, um, well, because I'm in Melbourne too, we've been we've been campaigning out the front of their offices at least once a month for the last um, since since about October um, 2013.
3: Did they stop all the operating gold mines or metal mines as well?
1: Yep, there's been no there was a ban put in um, 2009, but it was it was starting from community action, just local communities. And I think even um, the um, Catholic Church from the, from the um, Bishop's Conference from 2007 has three times called for a, a ban on uh, middle mining. And just lately, there's been um, four local municipalities that have taken um, ballots to ban mining in their own municipalities, and they've been like everyone... The least that's um, has been voted in is 98%. Mm. Um, last one was in Arcataio. And it was 99%. All supported um, no mining in, in their municipality.
3: Yeah, that's an amazing result. Where is the case at now?
1: Well, the case was heard at a tribunal in the World Bank in, in um, September 2014. And they still haven't handed down their decision. So they have... There's three um, trade lawyers who sit as judges and... There is no recourse. Whatever they, ca- whatever the verdict is, there's no appeal right or anything else for them. So, um, you know, it doesn't always do natural justice. As well as that, it's, it's also an anomaly within the, any judicial system that someone can operate as a, a, a lawyer and a judge at the same time. And they're not concerned with any um, health aspects of the people or the welfare of the people. There's a lot of renal, kidney problems in um, El Salvador, and it's caused through um, the arsenic and other heavy metals which are in the water supply from earlier mining operations there. Their only concern is has the uh, corporation's um, profits been compromised by the, by the changing legislation. And the scary part is that these ISDS uh, clauses are in the last three free trade agreements we've signed with Japan, Korea and China. And they're also included in the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement which has been signed by the Trade Minister, but hasn't been uh, voted through Parliament yet, which is um, between Australia and another, another 11 countries. It makes your uh, government subservient to foreign corporations. We've sold out the ability for a government to um, legislate in the health and welfare of their own citizens.
3: From this example with Oceana Gold, obviously they thought that even if they couldn't get the permit to go ahead with the mine, that it was profitable to almost invest in this legal case.
1: Yeah, and that's what what, um, sticks in my throat, that a mining company based in Collins Street in Melbourne could, you know, purely seek to uh, profit out of suing one of the poorest countries on earth, for $300 million, which is about 5% of their GDP it probably represents about half their school's budget for the year. So there's no morality about it. I mean, the, what they did they, when they bought our Pacific Rim, the only asset that virtually had was this case against El Salvador and the World Bank. And they've, they've prosecuted that case further. We've been protesting for them. There's been also, some of us did a petition on it, and it was over 200,000 people signed the petition calling for, El, calling for Oceania Gold to drop the case against El Salvador. They then bat an eyelid about it. But as well as that, if that's not bad enough, is that there's been five people murdered um, over who've been protesting this mine in El Salvador. And um, no one's been charged with any of those murders, and there's been obvious suspects who haven't even been questioned over it. You know, we're, we're very fortunate in this country that we can protest about this and we don't feel like it, and our lives aren't being threatened. And we've been asked on behalf of the people of El Salvador. To support them. So, if anyone can can support, um, one wants to do anything practical about it. Our next protest is on uh, Thursday, the 24th of March. Usually, it's the last Friday of the month, but this the last Friday this month's Good Friday, so we're going to make it uh, Thursday, the 24th of March at 12 o'clock. And our offices are based at uh, 357 Collins Street, Melbourne. So anyone that wants to come along will be more than welcome. And I think in April we're going to have another um, visitor from um, Cabanas coming up to Australia to speak about um, what's happening over in El Salvador. But, you know, it's very important too that people realise that now these same ISDS legislations can be used against any Australian government um, by any of the companies we've just signed the free trade agreements with. If a company has invested money in Australia and a government makes a legislative change, so they put a ban on... um, on coal seam gas extraction, and the companies bought land or, you know, bought a lease, you know, to do that mining, they then, it could be used to sue our government in a tribunal in the World Bank. So any legislation change, you know, after it's been signed, can be challenged um, by a tribunal in the World Bank. When Andrew Robb gets questioned about, you know, ISDS and the concerns that we have, he says there's nothing to worry about, you know. We've never been sued apart from Philip Morris, but ISDS legislation is the fastest-growing leg of, of, uh, of the legal institutions. So, And just last year, there were 70 cases um, that were started under ISDS legislation, and that number will significantly increase with all the um, these extra free trade agreements which have been signed. So there's also, we've got protests about the um, Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, which has been signed by the Trade Minister but isn't legislated yet. Uh, There's one on the 23rd at the RACV building in um, Melbourne. I think it's at 7 o'clock. And there'll also be a public meeting about the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement on the 21st of um, April in Melbourne. By signing these agreements, we're effectively selling out our country and selling out the future of the people who live in this country as well. So it is a real worry, but, as I said, there's a deafening silence from mainstream media over it. So it's great that 3CR, you know, are getting story out.
3: You're listening to Earth Matters across the country on the Community Radio Network. There's a lot more that we could talk about this issue. But unfortunately, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks so much to Kevin Bracken and Santos Aguilera for joining us on the show. You can find more information on the campaign around Oceana Gold at mua.org.au backslash water underscore not underscore gold or the Facebook page Water Not Gold. And each word is spelt with a capital, no spaces. As Kevin mentioned, the monthly action has been changed to a Thursday in March. So please join us at midday on the 24th of March at 357 Collins Street in Melbourne. And this really is a vital time to expose those who are hoping to sign away our ability to protect the health of the public, environment, and workers. So join us for a protest on Wednesday, 23rd of March, 7am to 9am at 501 Burke Street. The Trade Minister, Andrew Robb, will be attending an agribusiness breakfast. At the RACB Club, and so we'll be there to call for a rejection of the TPP. For more information on the Trans Pacific Partnership Agreement, you can go to tppaustralia.org.au or the Facebook page TPP Unions and Community Roundtable Coalition. Earth Matters was produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Fitzroy, Victoria on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri, for which sovereignty was never ceded. If you'd like to get in contact with us, our phone is 03 9419 8377 and our email earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. You can find links to the stories that we've covered and more on our Facebook page and the podcast is available at 3Cr.org.au backslash Earth Matters. Take action to care for the Earth and keep tuning in to Earth Matters every week for more green news from all around the planet.